0: Hi, and welcome to Make a Difference Monday, where we want to encourage you to make a difference in yourself, in others, and in the world. I'm Courtney Bullard, the co-founder and executive director for the Pearl House, and today we are joined with Andrea Siobhan, and we're going to be talking about trusting God without borders. Andrea, welcome. I am so excited that you are
1: here today.
0: I've been looking forward to this for a really long time, so welcome.
1: Thank you. It's so fun to be here with you and get to be a part of these Make a Difference Mondays. I've really enjoyed watching all the ones you've gotten um, put up so far. Y'all are doing such a great job and had such neat people on here They're super encouraging. So thanks for including me.
0: Absolutely. Well, I have to tell you that are those of you that are watching and listening to this, Andrea and I, we don't we haven't known each other that long. Um, just from seventh grade. Um and seventh grade. (laughs)
1: Since we're 29, see, that's not very long, right? (laughs) It's not very long. I mean, we don't go back that
0: far. And so I just I love that our friendship just continues to grow and so thankful for you. And Andrea, I'd love for you just to share and just with all of us a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure. I grew up in Oklahoma City and I met and married the one and only Phil Siobhan (laughs) uh, in 2006. And we have two daughters, nine and 11. Actually, she'll be 12. By the time this airs, she will want me to say 12. Um, And I have been either part-time or more recently full-time homeschooling those two girls uh, since pre-K. So I divide my time Uh, between homeschooling days and helping my husband with our uh, family business, um, running our family ranch and the other guest ranches that we uh, manage. We offer vacation rental, family reunions, church retreats, some weddings here and there, things like that. Um, And then, as you mentioned, uh, women's ministry. So um, we love to travel. We love to spend time together on the property and, um, live our little small town life.
0: (laughs) I love it. And I've actually stayed at the ranch and I'm telling you, if you ever have an opportunity to go, it is a little piece of heaven. It is. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to get back and to go and stay. And I love it there. Um, So you grew up in Oklahoma city. We both did. And then you moved to Brady, Texas, which I'm going to be honest. I never heard before. And so um, tell us a little bit more about Brady, Texas, Texas. What is it like there? Anything we need to know?
1: Brady is the heart of Texas, the geographical center of Texas, and we're a town of about five thousand people. So, pretty small town, um, especially compared to what I was used to growing up in Oklahoma City of around what is it a million. Um, so, this was not much bigger than our high school, and so that was a bit of a challenge. Um, rural area, uh, a lot of the small town values that um, are typical that you you know maybe hear about with small towns, the good and a little bit of the ugly sometimes too. But um, yeah, so it was it was quite a change moving um, from Oklahoma City to Brady, Texas.
0: So I'm curious, did you do much nego- negotiating with God before you moved to Brady, Texas? Um, and just like maybe share how you were able to trust God in that move.
1: Well, I didn't do a whole lot of negotiating because I think ignorance is bliss. And so- Um, I didn't know a whole lot of what I was getting into before I got into it. I was super excited about marriage and ministry with my husband and a new adventure with him. So it was, you know, a little later down the road when, you know, life kind of hits and you realize, oh, wow, I am really far away from all my people, my family, my friends that have, you know, Raised me, supported me all these years, and um, I'm out here alone essentially, um, having to start over. And so um, it, it wasn't, I didn't do any of the negotiating up front. It was the Lord help, <laughs> you know, once we were about a year into it. Um, and just learning to trust him, I think he had solidified some things for me um, in my 20s that I think really helped me in those initial phases of a move and trusting him with a new place. And um, one of those was I had um, worked for a college ministry where I had to raise all of my support. And so trusting God with my finances taught me in real practical ways, you know, have trust him in the black and white. I mean, you raise money for the Pearl House. You know how significant it is when you see a number that you need And God provides it. It's so practical. It's so black and white. And so that was a great opportunity for me to learn to trust God. And then even just trusting him through single years of um, wanting to be married and waiting for the right man to come into my life. um, Those were ways that I had already learned um, to trust him. And so you know, walking with the Lord and um, learning to trust him is just part of the journey. And every season of life, we get to step a little bit deeper into that. And so I had seen him provide. um, And so I knew I could trust him, although it was challenging. um, I knew I could trust him to provide friends to provide, um, you know, just the the lifestyle here that I could step into. Um, So that the history, my history with the Lord, is what gave me the ability to to trust Him and seeing His faithfulness.
0: And I've seen that in your life. It's hard to trust someone you don't know, and so I think that is so good and so important to point out, um, and just to, and, and to encourage all of us of just spending time. The more you spend time with someone, the more you're going to know them.
1: So, would you share
0: with us? Maybe has there been a time where uh, maybe you've had to trust God even when it didn't make sense?
1: Yeah, probably in more recent years, um, actually, it was just about 10 and a half years ago. Um, my husband and I, when we moved here, we were doing co- um, youth ministry. And so we were um, a part of a ministry called K-Life, which is similar to Young Life. Um, and so we were doing youth. And 10 years ago, my father-in-law passed away. He had had cancer. And when he passed away, our family ranch became... A real question as to whether or not we could keep it or if we were going to have to sell the place. It was not a business at the time. It was just a family place and a place where we had had pastors conferences and uh, missionaries would come and stay and have respite while they were stateside. Things that my in-laws, um, that was just near and dear to their heart and um, once he was gone, there was just such a huge vacuum there. And so, my husband felt called to step out of youth ministry and to try to save this uh, land and this place that was so special to our family and to so many others in order to be able to make it a business, make it make money rather than just cost money, so that we could continue to provide um, this place for people. And so, we literally had no idea what we were doing. We had had a, you know, a lifetime of ministry work. My husband's an English major. I was broadcast journalism major. Now we're running a business, you know, like we had no idea what we're doing. We did not have, um, savings to fall back on. The Lord had to just truly provide. I mean, I remember thinking like why people don't even know we exist. Why would they come here? And, um, just watching God take care of all of those details. Here we are 10 years later, we now manage three other ranches as well for the same purposes. And um, so we've had the opportunity to grow our business, not just um, the, the family place uh, that we have that we manage. So God was so faithful in that. Um, and when it definitely did not make sense, we were grieving the loss of my father-in-law. We had a new baby, Um, It was a, it was a challenging time. Uh, The other time in recent years was uh, when we started our church and um, there are a lot of churches in small town. And so I think a lot of people kind of felt like, why do we need another church? Um, But our, my husband and I, and a couple of other couples really felt the Lord calling us to start a church. And we were blessed that God just provided every detail of that and getting us connected to a great church planting network. We're part of the Acts 29 network and got to send our pastor to Redeemer Lubbock to get trained and then come back here. And we have um, a gospel-centered church that is so needed in this community. We It wasn't like we need one healthy church in this town. We need lots of healthy churches um, in every town so that the gospel can go forth to all of the people. And um, so that's been such a blessing to see what God's done in our church through the years, um, through this property and how those two things kind of get to come together at times. We host our um, annual baptism here at our ranch. We have a river that runs through our property and so we baptized our people, um, in the river, good old fashioned way, just like Jesus did it. That's it's amazing. Best, it's, it's our best event all year. We absolutely love the baptism bash. So God's just been good to provide in both of those ways. Um, in way it, for those two opportunities that were huge, um, business and church. I mean, that's a hundred percent of our life, you know, outside of our family and our relationship with him. So it's been fun.
0: I have loved watching you and I've seen this just in your life, Andrea, where, um, I mean, we've known each other for quite a while. And so I've seen how you have trust, you're able to trust God in such a way that is very inspiring. And I mean, I've seen you even just when you graduated college and you, you had a job and the degree that you went to college for, and God was calling you to do ministry full time. And like how, how would you pay for things? How, I mean, you shared that about being on staff at the college, but like trusting him and stepping out in faith. And now, you know, and trusting him of going across the border of Oklahoma into Texas and, you know, and trusting him in that. And, and just every step of the way, like I've seen that. And I hope people hear that and um, are inspired by that. So I would love for you to share, um, maybe just tell others that when maybe they're struggling to see God in the situations they find themselves in, what would you tell them? What kind of piece of advice would you give?
1: When I think about trusting God without borders, um, I'm just reminded that we're the only ones that have borders. God never did have borders, right? He, he existed before time and space. And so, he he is always outside borders um it's us that have such a hard time seeing from that eternal perspective and from that big picture perspective and so we often in the middle of the fog of whatever the challenge is or whatever the struggle is in life we can't see past the end of our nose me that's me i'll just speak for myself um it is really hard to see past the here and now and to um we don't know the end of our story, right? We don't know the future, and so I guess what I would say is to look for God's faithfulness, because that's my favorite characteristic of God is His faithfulness. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He is so incredibly consistent when we are so incredibly inconsistent and unfaithful. And um, throughout His Word, you can see His faithfulness to His people, to His promises. And then when you look back in your own life through different seasons, you can see his faithfulness. And so um, I think when you're in the middle of the fog, in the middle of the hardship, um, we wonder, is this the end? You know, And we kind of panic. Um, But God God knows the end of our story. He knows the end of that season. He knows the end of that trial or whatever it is. Um, And so to be able to just focus in on his past faithfulness, I think, is what enables us to carry on. I was, um, Psalm 37, uh, verses three and five is what the Lord gave me when we moved out to the ranch and it's trust in the Lord and do good, dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. And when I was looking at that, I was thinking cultivate faithfulness. Like that makes me think of, Oh, I'm going to like work on my faithfulness to God. And when I looked up the word, um, cultivate, it means to, um, it means to feed securely feed securely on his faithfulness. So it really was not at all about me being faithful to God. It's about resting in his faithfulness to me. And that flip is like, oh, I, it's not about me working and getting it right, you know, or working on growing my faithfulness to him. I just get to sit and rest in his faithfulness to me. And that's incredible because he is so faithful uh, when I am not. And um, so I I just love thinking about His faithfulness and His goodness to us um, throughout time, throughout history, and knowing that He's going to be faithful to the end. He always is.
0: I kind of just want to sit and marinate in that for a little bit,
1: <laughs> cultivate <laughs> a, in His faithfulness. Yeah, that's right. It's so good. I love that. I
0: love it. And Andrea, thank you so much for blessing us today. And um, I would love for you to share how can people find you.
1: Well, I'm not super social on the socials, but I do have Facebook and I think I have Instagram. Um, probably the best way you can follow uh, our, our ranch website, Sela, um, that's S-E-L-A-H, net is our personal family uh, ranch. And then we also have texasfamilyreunions.com. And that's where you can kind of see all of the properties that we manage. And you can email me there. Um, and check out more about our business there.
0: I love it. And it truly is a magical place. And so, Andrea, thank you again for being here. And thank you for all that have, are watching and listening. And I pray that today that you are blessed um, and that we will be able to trust God in a fresh and new way today. So let's take all that we've learned today and let's go and make a difference. Thank you for listening to Make a Difference Monday. If you would like to learn more about how you can make a difference, visit thepearlhouse.org.